Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello, how are you? All good? Oh, I really, really hope so. Oh, my goodness me. <gasps> well, do you know what? Before I go any further, I have got to say a huge well done. Well done to Matilda and her daddy, Carl, because they have made a podcast of their own and um, they read a story on their very first one and it was called Max at Night and they messaged me to see if I would listen to it, which I did and it was amazing, totally, totally awesome. Uh, Matilda, you were brilliant in the lead role as Max the Cat. Uh, Daddy, you were okay in the role of the moon, you know, but um, Matilda deserved the the lead role because she was, yeah, she was a little bit better than you. (laughs) But both of you, I've never heard anything so cute um, as you two on Spotify. It was absolutely amazing. So well done on your first episode and I cannot wait to hear the second one what story will it be next time um so well done to both of you because you you were perfect it was just amazing and i loved listening to you so all i can say is that i really 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 hope that when you're famous you won't forget to still listen to magical children's stories (laughs) What will I do without you, Matilda? So, um, thank you for listening and thank you for letting me listen to yours because it was perfect. Um, So, there we go. Right. Now, um, let's see. The riddle from yesterday was from Andrew, or was it not? And the riddle was, what appears once in a year, twice in a week, but never in a day. So, what, what, what was the answer? (sighs) Ooh, (laughs) well now, well, I think... Oh, I think it might be the letter E. Yes, I was right. So it was the letter E. Once in a year, twice in the word week, but never in the word day. So, Neela Rose, you have sent a riddle in today or for today. Um, And thank you very much for sending these riddles because without them, I would be snookered. I would be lost because... Um, I'm running out of riddles. (sighs) So here goes. What can you lose that grows back, but if you lose it again, it won't grow back? Hmm. 
that won't grow back a third time, but it will grow back the second. Ooh, that's a hard one, isn't it? So, well, figure it out. Get your little thinking caps on and let me know. See whether you get, the, get it right. Well, now. And don't forget, send me some riddles in. Or jokes, either or. Uh, right. Uh, now, yesterday, or the day before yesterday, I asked you a true false question. And it was... What was it? M male lions do most of the hunting for the pride. So, that was that true or was it false? Um... Well, actually, as much as you would think that it was true, it's actually false. Wow. So it's untrue because female lions do around 85% of the hunting while the males patrol the territory and protect the pride from rivals. Oh my goodness, so there you go. The males do not provide most of the food. All comes from the um, females. So, the females, definitely, definitely good. <laughs> now, I have a fun fact for you that maybe you know, maybe you don't, but I think it's a really good one. Now, you know that there are predators, so animals that um, attack other animals for food, and there's prey. So the prey are the animals that they attack and eat. So which one's which? How can you tell which one is which? Okay, so there is a way. So like lions and tigers and um, all sorts of, you know, the ones that do all the running cheetahs, things like that. Um, they're predators. And if, they're, if you check out the eyes, because the predator's eyes are at the front of their heads, helping them to spot prey in the distance and pounce accurately. There you go. But prey animals, so animals that have to run for their lives, uh, their eyes are usually on the sides of their heads instead because that gives them a wide range of vision, helping them to spot predators creeping up behind them Ooh. so here's a, a bit of um a sciencey experiment okay speedy science uh and it's about depth i'll start again depth perception okay so if you hold up both hands in front of you yeah and then straighten one arm so that one hand is further away than the other. See how easily you can just judge the distance between them. Now, now close one eye and suddenly 
one hand looks smaller instead of further away. And that is because depth perception is harder if you can't see things with both eyes. There you go. See, 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 see. Um, so both predators and prey, so both kinds of animals, use camouflage to help them hide from each other. So uh, light brown and golden shades match the dry grasses. Spots and stripes break up an animal's outline and make it harder to see. So that's why we have tigers and cheetahs. They're very hard to see because it breaks up the outline and therefore you just can't see it properly. And counter shading means that an animal is paler underneath. So its shadowed underside doesn't look darker and stands out. How awesome is that? Well, there you go now. <laughs> uh, so that is today's fun fact. Right, let's have a look. Now, I know that I have some very, very, very good listeners in New Zealand. Okay, so this is to people who live in New Zealand or people who have been to New Zealand to visit. Lucky enough to have been to New Zealand to visit. Okay, so these apparently are three of the most magical places in New Zealand to visit and I want to know whether any of you have been to visit any of them. So, and because if you have, I want to know exactly what they're like. Apparently they don't seem real. So, the first one is Glowworm Cave. I want to know what Glowworm Cave is really, really like because on the video that I looked at, it was awesome. There were just like glowing little fairies all around. The second one is Salt Lagoon. So Salt Lagoon is just, instead of like sand, it's made of salt. Everywhere you walk, you're just walking on salt. And the third one is Milford Sound. And that's like got waterfalls and everything. It's beautiful. So I want to know if anyone from New Zealand um, has been to any of those places and to tell me exactly what they are. Oh, what, whether they're as amazing and magical as they seem to be. Please. <laughs> All right. Um, just got some, some people here. I've got Livy. You told me that you like strawberry and raspberry smoothies. Um, and you like to play hide and seek um, at parties and things. 
So I have to say, I love the game Hide and Seek. I really do. Um, it's a really good game. <laughs> and you can be really, really lazy because you can send your children off to hide and then you can just pretend to go and look for them. That's just perfect. <laughs> and they hide for ages before they actually realise that you're not coming for them. <laughs> um that's a, a naughty way of playing it though <laughs> daisy and alice i did ask you to expand on the um the dirt stuff that you would uh you would examine and um learn from uh and it was a typo the dirt stuff meant was supposed to say different stuff that that makes sense i understand that now <laughs> and mia uh, you like mango and strawberry smoothies. I think strawberry seems to be the uh, the in uh, smoothie flavour. And yes, you play games as well at uh, parties. What day is it today? Apart from being Monday and apart from being the 7th of August. Well... It's National Lighthouse Day, so you've got to celebrate a lighthouse. Anybody got a lighthouse round by where they are? We, I don't know whether I've got a light, I don't think I've, we've got a lighthouse round here. I used to, um, or I know somebody who lives in Plymouth, and they have a lighthouse on Plymouth Hoe. And um, it's really, really lovely, and you can go up it and everything, which is good. Apart from the fact that there are lots of stairs. Um, it's Aged Care Employee Day. So anybody that looks after um, an aged person, an old elderly person, then um, that's it's their day today. So you've got to celebrate them. And also Professional Speakers Day. Um, I'm not very good at professional speaking, I have to say. Um, I do have to do it sometimes in my job, but not very often, I thankfully um so uh where are we um so yeah although i am good at talking i'm not really good at professional speaking um like speaking in front of lots and lots of people the only way that i can do this is by well just pretending that there's not a lot of people listening <laughs> um i'm just i just pretend that i'm talking to my children <laughs> that's it the best day today okay is called it's such a, a partic particularly silly name as well but it's actually called um preposterous no particularly preposterous packaging day now what does that mean have you ever tried to open a packet of new scissors, brand new scissors? You need a pair of scissors to do that, which is a bit silly because you might not have scissors, seeing as you've just bought scissors. Um, if you are one of those folks who has ever battled vainly to open a tightly sealed um bottle of tablets say only to end up with a sprained wrist and an even worse headache then you know 
just what this day is all about. Particularly preposterous packaging day aims to lift the lid of this kind of problem, resolving to do better in the world of packaging. <laughs> now, sometimes it does seem that the manufacturing industry or the customer service folks are intentionally making the lives of their customers miserable. And they're also needlessly using up the Earth's resources. From tiny items, have you ever ordered something? Well, probably not you, but has your mum or daddy ever ordered something? Um, I can remember ordering a little um, book, okay? And when I say a little book, I mean it, it was the thinnest book ever. And it came in, oh, a box that was probably the size of a coffee table with just this item in it. Um, no other packaging or anything, just in this massive great big box. Um, so tiny items sent in an enormous box to hard plastic clamshell seals that a normal human simply cannot open. That is what this day is all about. And what about that cashier at the grocery store who puts the milk, which already has a built-in handle, in two or three bags, just in case? <laughs> oh, my goodness me. As well as wasting customers' time, unnecessary overpackaging also wastes precious resources. And what's more, it leaves everyone with extra rubbish to dispose of. Definitely. So you can celebrate this day in style and implement some of these ideas in observance of particularly preposterous packaging day. It's time to bypass burger cartons, say no to supermarket plastic bags and do some thinking outside the box. So, sometimes it takes a bit of extra preparation but once it becomes a habit, it can be really easy to remember to bring those reusable grocery bags or use a reusable coffee cup at Starbucks. Do you know what? Every time I go into the shop, my bags, I take them with me, but they are always left in the car. And I get to the checkout and think, oh, no, and I've got to buy more. And I always buy more reusable bags i don't buy the plastic ones always buy reusable ones and well it's just ridiculous isn't it um i just have loads and loads <laughs> oh my goodness me and um i have to say somebody sent me a parcel once and i was so excited because i wanted to get into it but they had wrapped it so well and used so much tape and wrapping and everything um I had a knife 
I know that's very, very dangerous, but I had a knife trying to get into the box. And in the end, I threw the box across the room in temper because it took me so long. So there you go. That is what these things are. And what's that? That's what that day is all about. There we go. <laughs> um, but I love the name of it. Particularly preposterous packaging. Love that name. Right. What story shall we read today? Ha 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 ha. What should we read? Um, I think maybe we should read the next chapter in The Enchanted Wood. What do you think? Yeah? So, if you remember from last time, they were at the roundabout land and they just managed to get out before it went off on its merry way. So, chapter six is called Moonface and the Slippery Slip. I really want a slippery slip in my house, by the way. Just so you know. Okie dokie The children clung to the top branches of the faraway tree, whilst the rabbit slid down a bit lower. They could still hear the enchanting music of the roundabout land as it swung around overhead. We'd better get home, said Joe in rather a quiet voice. It's been just a bit too exciting. Come on then, said Beth, beginning to climb down. It will be easier to get down than it will be to get up. But Franny was very tired. She began to cry as she clung to her branch. She was the youngest and not so strong as Joe and Beth. I shall fall, she wept. I know I shall fall. Joe and Beth looked at one another in alarm. This would never do. There was such a long way to fall. Oh dear, Franny, you simply must try, said Joe gently. We've got to get home safely. But Franny clung to her branch and wept great tears. The two rabbits looked at her most upset. One put his paw into her hand. I'll help you, he said. But Franny wouldn't be helped. She was tired out and afraid of everything now. She wept so loudly that the two, the two birds nearly flew off in fright. Just as the others were really in despair, a small door flew open in the trunk of the tree not far below and a round, moon-like face looked at, out. Hey there, what's the matter? shouted the moon-faced person. A fellow can't get any sleep at all with that awful noise going on. Franny stopped crying and looked at Moonface in surprise. Um, I'm crying because I'm frightened of climbing down the tree, she said. 
I'm sorry I woke you. Moonface beamed at her. Have you got any toffee? he asked. He liked chewy sweet things to eat. Toffee? said everyone in surprise. Uh, what do you want toffee for? To eat, of course, said Moonface. I just thought if you wanted, or if you had any toffee to give me, I'd let you slide down my slippery slip. You get down to the bottom very quickly, that way you know. A slide? All the way down the faraway tree, cried Joe, hardly believing his ears. Good gracious, who ever would have thought of that? I thought of it, said Moonface, beaming again, just like a full moon. I let people use it if they pay me toffee. Oh, said the three children and looked at one another in dismay, for none of them had any toffee. Then Joe shook his head. Well, we've no toffee, he said, but I've a bar of chocolate. Bit squishy, but quite nice still. Won't do, said Moonface. Don't like chocolate. What about the rabbits? Haven't they got any toffee either? The rabbits turned out their pockets. They had a very curious collection of things, but no toffee. Sorry, said Moonface, and slammed his door shut. Franny began to cry again. Joe climbed down to the door and banged on it. Hey, old Moonface, he shouted. I'll bring you some lovely homemade toffee next time I'm up the tree if you'll let us use your slippery slip. The door flew open again and Moonface beamed out. Why didn't you say so before, he asked. Come in. One by one, the rabbits and the children climbed down to the door and went in. Moonface's house in the tree was very peculiar. It was one round room and in the middle of it was the beginning of the slippery slip that ran down the whole trunk of the tree winding round and round like a spiral staircase. Round the top of the slide was a curved bed, a curved table and two curved chairs made to fit the roundness of the tree trunk. The children were astonished and wished they had time to stay for a while. But Moonface pushed them towards the slide. You want a cushion each, he said. Hey, you, rabbit, take the top one and go first. One of the rabbits took an orange cushion and set it at the top of the slide. He sat down on it, looking a little nervous. Go on, hurry up, said Moonface. You don't want to say it stay all night, do you? He gave the rabbit a hard push and the rabbit slid down the slippery slip at a tremendous tremendous pace, his whiskers and ears blown backwards. Joe thought it looked a lovely thing to do. He went next. He took a blue cushion, sat on it at the top of the slide and pushed off. 
Down he went on his cushion, his hair streaming backwards. Round and round and round went the slippery slip inside the enormous trunk of the old tree. It was quite dark and silent and lasted a very long time for the faraway tree was tremendously tall. Joe enjoyed every second. When he came to the bottom, his feet touched a sort of trap door in the trunk at the bottom of the tree and the trap flew open. Joe shot out and landed on a big tuft of green moss which was grown there to make a soft landing place. He sat there out of breath but then he got up very quickly for he didn't want Beth or Franny landing on top of him. Beth went next. She flew down on a fat pink cushion, gasping for breath, for she went so fast. Then Franny went on a green cushion, and then the other rabbit. One by one they shot out of the little trapdoor, which closed itself tightly as soon as the slider had gone through. They all sat on the ground, getting their breath and laughing for it really was funny to shoot down inside a tree on a cushion. The rabbits stood up first. We'd better be going, they said. So pleased to have met you. They disappeared down the nearest burrow and the children waved goodbye. Then Joe stood up. Come on, he said. We really must get home. Goodness knows what the time is. Oh! What a lovely way of getting down the faraway tree that was, said Beth, jumping to her feet. It was so quick. I loved it, said Franny. I'd like to climb up the tree every single day, just so that I could slide down that super slippery slip. But what do we do with the cushions? At that moment, a red squirrel dressed in an old jumper, came out of a hole in the trunk. Cushions, please, he said. The children gathered them up and handed them to the squirrel one by one. Oh, they were getting used to hearing animals talk to them by now. Are you going to carry all those cushions up the tree to Moonface, asked Franny in wonder. <laughs> the squirrel laughed. Of course not, he said. Moonface lets down a rope for them. Look, here it comes. A rope came slipping down between the branches. The squirrel caught the end of it and tied the bundle of cushions firmly onto the rope. He gave three tugs. One, two, three. And the rope swung upwards again, taking the cushions with it. Good idea, said Joe, and then they all turned to go home, thinking as they walked of the strange and wonderful things that had happened that day. They came to the ditch and jumped across. They went down the little lane and through their little back gate. By the time they reached the cottage, they were ready to drop with tiredness. Their mother was still busy in the garden and their father was not yet home. So sleepily Beth made them some all hot milk which they took up to their beds 
bedrooms to drink while sitting in bed. I'm not going up the faraway tree again, said Franny, lying down. Well, I am, said Joe. Don't forget, we promised old Moonface some homemade toffee. We can climb up to his house, give him the toffee and slide down that slippery slip again. We don't need to go into any land at the top of the tree. But Beth and Franny were fast asleep. And very soon, Joe was too, dreaming of the strange faraway tree. And the curious folk who live in its enormous trunk. <laughs> well now, oh my goodness, wonder what the next chapter will be, whether they will go up and up again. Oh my goodness me. <laughs> well, um, we're on chapter seven now, so uh, next time I read um, Out of the Enchanted Wood, we will find out whether they do go to any more lands. Hmm. We will see. We will see. Anyway, that is today's episode. So I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, don't forget to search for Matilda and Daddy reading their uh, story, Max at Night, um, and uh, see what you think of that. Very, very good. Bless them. So, um, I'm not going to tell you what the, the question of the day is. I'm going to let you uh, listen to the story and then find out what what the question is at the end. Hmm. I've got to think of one first. <laughs> anyway, you all have a great, great day. Okay. Make sure that whatever you do, you have fun doing it. But not only do you have fun doing it, but you... Take care and stay safe. Okay. Um, and I'll see you all again tomorrow. So, bye for...